All right, all right, this is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York, a special roadside edition. We are out there spreading comedy around the land, and I'm here with my good friend, my man, doing gigs once again, Mr. Joe Para. Hey Rob, happy to be here at this, uh, I don't know, should I set the, give the setting a little bit? Please do. We're outside this hotel that we're staying in, mm-hmm. fairly new hotel, not super fancy, but kind of nice. And uh, there's a, there's a kind of canal a little bit outside the property. We walk down to the canal through a hedge and uh, now we're sitting and the lights from the Syracuse Mall are glimmering off this canal as our hotel lights and the lights from what seems like another hotel down the way. It's a cloudy night, so there's not too many stars, but it's very nice and the sound of traffic isn't overwhelming, just a little gentle hum if you can hear it. Yeah, definitely just some uh, white noise out there and uh, I love the mall lighting, you're right. The stars aren't out, but we do have the Syracuse Mall. And we got American flag in this weird canal, and we're in Syracuse, New York, uh, doing shows. I'm, uh, I, I got lucky, I got a call from my friend, was like, hey Rob, I got a couple shows, can you please come and open up? And I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. We're doing Syracuse and Buffalo. Tomorrow we're gonna be at the Buffalo Town Ballroom. Uh, two shows on a Friday night, a cool venue. I think there's a few tickets for the second show, so grab that if you can. Yeah, this will be fun. The hometown show for me. And uh, yeah, this was a fun one. We did the Funny Bone inside the mall, the Syracuse Mall. And uh, it was a big mall, maybe the biggest mall I've ever been in. They also had a go-kart track. Oh man, the go-kart was right next to the Dave and Buster's. Uh, I mean, that's five hours right there if you want to spend it, you know. Yeah, they had, and the go-kart track was a trip because it was on the third floor. It wasn't even on the, if you're going to have a go-kart track, that's how aggressive they are with it. They put it on the third floor. It's a real quality structure. Yeah. If it's going to hold a go-kart and what was the other thing? What was that room? What was that? Uh, escape room? Yeah, there was a whole escape room. Malls are wild there now. There was a mirror maze. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then there's a place called World of Beer. Oh, yeah. I did check that out. I think the place I checked out was like a board game. They had like this crazy board game. And I'm not dissing anybody playing D&D right now. Uh, and I'm not dissing, I do like a good board game, but you know, it's specialized in it. Yeah. Um, you ever, in a way I felt smaller in that mall than I did even in New York City. You know you're walking to a show and you walk past the bunch of stuff going on and you, you go into the show and it doesn't it still feels like it's a maybe the the place to be in in New York at that moment but walking through that mall I was like we are just a tiny fraction of what's going on here tonight I felt smaller than in New York actually oh but that was a big show <laughs> it was a big show but you know like Oh, these, you know that people could be 20 feet away riding go-karts and have no idea that we're doing comedy. It's, it was good. I felt smaller in the mall than they do outside uh, uh, with the big night sky. 
Yeah, yeah. The mob was, and it was called Destiny USA, and it was tremendous, man. Uh, it was, it's big, and they have a Funny Bone Comedy Club, which has been a chain around since the 80s. And I've played this venue before. It's a classic good, you know, in these towns like Syracuse, and I think they have them in the Midwest, in Ohio. And then the other, yeah, there's a, another one in upstate New York. Uh, Ithaca, I think, they just ha had an open up, a funny bone. Really? Yeah, you could play there. We could head over there. I think you went to college there. Yeah, and I, re I remember when the funny bone in Buffalo closed down. It was in the, the one mall in Buffalo. So that's kind of interesting that they're, they're kind of growing again. Not, yeah. Not only surviving, but it's expanding. Expand. The bone is getting bigger. <laughs> the funny bone and... Uh, yeah, they, they are one of those that's just been around. There's like the improv, the funny bone, and then this other one that's like down in the s south. And they kind of, sometimes they go up, sometimes they go down. They're like franchise. Uh, the comedy zone. And it's like the twilight zone. They do the twilight zone font, but they do the comedy zone. Uh, but they have, it, yeah, and there's a funny, but they used to be a chain of them called Rascals. And Rascals bounced a check on me. In 2005, yeah, a big was, I was headlining, and they bounced the check for the weekend, and, and oh, they had one in Louisville. It was in a mall, and then they brought me in, and I, and I just got, the, I just got on, like, I, it was like one of the first times, not the one of the first times, but it was a major headlining gig, but it was a bummer that they bounced the check. But they eventually came around. They were just down on, you know. It didn't no. last longer much after that. No, but they just didn't check the bank account, the checking account before they wrote the check. Yeah. They weren't trying to screw you. Yeah. I mean, they, they if I didn't bring it up, they would have kept it rolling. <laughs> the name of the club was Rascals. I know. <laughs> and it was like a rat, and they were based in New Jersey. Rascals was like a big deal in the 80s. I think they even did like some comedy specials, but it was like one of those road is just like classic road places. Neat. Tons of uh, cocaine and, uh, <laughs> and venereal diseases ran through uh, those places. So yeah, sometimes you know they'll bounce a check, but some of them, uh, comedy's on such a good upswing now and Funny Bones, this is actually a good room to get into and the improvs are always good. It's good to mix it up and it's good that, I've, but I'm also psyched that we're doing a rock venue or do they have rock, what do they have at the ballroom? Mostly music concerts. I, I did see you were talking about TV on the radio today. I yeah. saw TV on the radio at the town ballroom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are sick. I got a great, uh, they, there's a, but it's a remix of a song, uh, I will, and it's like this weird, it's just a really funky beat. People go check it out. It has a red cover. <laughs> but some of their other songs, they, they, they have some great songs. I, yeah, I, they were a very arty, cool band of the early 2000s, but they never like got super big to the point of nauseam. Like, I don't, you know. No, there was, um... I bombed in front of one of the members of TV on the radio once. Yeah. This, this guy, uh, a friend, Greg Gersten, did a all-night show at this loft in uh, downtown New York, and it was a very hip thing. And uh, he, uh, the guy, I, I f f forget the band member's name, but he came out, and I saw him in the audience, and I was, 
thinking like, I hope this goes well. But the problem with like his all night show was that he put me on to do an hour of comedy at I think 2 a.m. <laughs> and I was so tired. And it was just like, a, it wasn't the audience who, I mean, the audience was tired. I was tired and it just did not go well. And so I brought up my friend Tomas, who's a New York City tour guide. <laughs> and I was like, I need help. And Tomas was sitting there and also he brought a, a nice uh, a, a date that he was on to kind of come. So I thought he could impress her as well by doing just New York City facts. <laughs> it was like, how does this not end in complete failure? And I brought up Tomas to do some New York City facts. And it was, it was. That's yeah. great thinking on your feet, Joe. No, I, you're talking to a guy who has been there. <laughs> I have bombed in front of cool bands and cool people at weird gigs uh, many a time. Uh, and, uh, but that's a good move. Once you get them into trivia, in New York trivia, New Yorkers love talking about New York. So you just get them going. And Tomas, shout out to Tomas. He has a great YouTube channel that goes through all the history of neighborhoods. If you want to check out like all the different murders that happened in Red Hook, you go check out his thing. And he'll show you a cool bench and a great place to get coffee. A little bit of everything. Tom, Tom D NYC, I think. Yeah, Tom D NYC. Check out his vids. No, if I love those YouTube videos where they like, yo, we're just driving around Buffalo at 2 a.m. and it's just like a POV shot of somebody just driving around town. Like, I'll even get that. Tom goes into history, and everybody loves a little history. Tom goes, and he's really good on camera. He's just, uh, he tells jokes. He's a great comic, uh, but he also has this hidden talent of kind of being a uh, historian talk show guy. Yeah. 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 He, uh, yeah, we lived together, and when he left his job at, uh, in law, he wanted, needed to, you know, make money and have some flexible hours, so he studied for the tour guide exam, and as, that was five or six years ago, and he, he still reads, like, a New York City book, history book, every single uh, month, like, thick ones, too, serious history books. Seri yeah, New York's got serious thick history that goes back to like 1600s, 1500s, dudes, dudes on horses and <laughs> outhouses and tenement houses and immigrants from every walk of life and just uh, murder and debauchery and great food and, uh, and, and just lots of art and wildness, man. Um, that's a great gig. That's a great, and yeah, I remember that. And he has built up a healthy YouTube, and he supplements his income. Like I think he gets good money from his YouTube. Like he's gotten to that point. Yeah, it's good. It was when in the middle of the the, the pandemic, people couldn't travel, and they wanted to feel like they were traveling. So Tomas was giving virtual tours. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I took those virtual tours. I, I love it, man. I go down. Uh, are you a YouTube fan? What's your? You're having a. Should we give the uh, give the fans? You're having a great apple cinnamon donut. Is that what that is? Somebody brought apple cider donuts as well as regular cider as well as bourbon, all in kind of like a farm basket to the show. Yeah, Joe has the best fans. We just did a packed out show tonight and uh, it was just me and Joe. I got to go up and do 20 minutes and goof around and then Joe did an hour 
And uh, yeah, your fans came in and they were just the sweetest, nicest people just like you. And they had, uh, this one dude had the wooden, he had a wooden basket. And uh, he had two bottles of scotch. I have like a high-end CBD made out of apple oil. 1911 bourbon whiskey. Dude. And I'm, I'm having a drink of that. Yeah. After the show. I earned it. I yeah. earned it. Yeah, you did. We just drove four hours up here. Uh, Joe did an hour, made his fans happy, and they gave him apple products. <laughs> Whiskey and CBD and donuts. And uh, I got this shimmering, you know, I drink, I'm not drinking. I, I did have a little bit of herb before the show. I have Kush Cake Organic. Shout out to uh, Mr. Nice Guys in Park Slope. Uh, it's a new dispensary, but uh, I'm having this great honey. I'm having honey crisp, sparkling fresh cider. And it's nighttime, everybody. I know this is the cannabis coffee hour, but I'm having a little coffee. I'm having a little cannabis. Joe's having some scotch and drinking donuts. <laughs> and we're in Syracuse looking over a body of water. I'm sorry if you can hear the wind on the microphones, but it's part of the mood. It feels really nice on our faces right now. Well, I can only speak for myself. No, dude, you're right. This temperature is great, and it's making these flags fly. There's, like, all these American flags and, like, Syracuse State flags, and they're just really <laughs> rocking. Yeah, that is, I think that's a Syracuse State flag. And then there's a, a white surrender flag. I think, I think uh, Syracuse is surrendering. Uh, to Albany. To Albany, for sure. But the American flag, you know, still kicking high. It's, it's not, the, you know... Uh, a flat flag is depressing, but when it's flying, there's something, there, it, it's dancing, you know. I can't think of anywhere I'd like to be than in the presence of this mall and waterway in Syracuse tonight. I 100% agree. It's the perfect setup, people. <laughs> we are at the Marriott Loft, which is like, you know, kind of like Williamsburg <laughs> meets the Marriott. And uh, <laughs> they're doing their thing, you know, there, there's almond milk lattes in the morning, but you have to pay for them. But they're not bad. Uh, but I do love the rooms, hot shower. I like me some hipster shit, and I like me a good hotel. So it's perfect, And but it's not packed. Like, there's not many, there's not much out here. So we have, like, this, it's next to this water reservoir. I don't know if this is going into the ocean or going in. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely headed towards the ocean. I think so. Or is this a septic tank? I don't know. But it smells, it's not septic. It smells good out here. Like, it's nautical. Yeah, I did forget which, uh, shoot. I think Syracuse is off of Finger Lake. Oh, nice. Yeah. I know they, uh, there's a lot of great lakes. It's not Michigan, but there are a lot of great lakes up here, right? Uh, Erie, we're headed towards Erie, where Buffalo is located, and then Ontario is past that. But I don't know. We're in Finger Lakes region in the central New York, kind of central New York now. But There's wouldn't five... that where Buffalo cats go for the summer? They would go to Finger Lake and go uh, sailing? Sometimes. Lake yeah. Erie is good sailing. I, I wouldn't know for sure, but we're on Onondaga Lake. Oh, wow. We're on a real lake. Yeah. And then... And... Oh, I guess we're above the Finger Lakes. Can you see that? I just pulled up the map. Oh, yeah, with the topography. 
Yeah, there's five, five of them. The, and there's coast. Is there a coastline? I don't know much about it. And I love lakes. And you, you do know your lakes. Is there like beach? Some big lakes you have, like in Michigan, there's like beaches and shit. And some are just like rivery, mossy type situations. They mostly have like a docks into them, I think. Not uh, There's some beaches, but they're not known for their beaches. They make, I think, white wine and cider along them. Nice. That the region is known for. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that much about them, to be honest. Uh, but a good lake is, uh, this is just such a lucky like find that we found this hotel. And then after the show, sometimes you're at these hotels and you're kind of like stuck in your room or you're stuck in the hallway. I'm not hunting in the hallway, but like the lobby, you know, <laughs> because the town isn't safe. Uh, and this is just like, yeah, quiet. USA right here, you know, there's nothing um, around. Yeah, it feels like this area is in the process of development, but this loft hotel might be early on. I yeah. Also feels like we could be anywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, this could be Florida right now. This could be Ohio. And this definitely could be Indiana. <laughs> uh, but driving up here, we went into a little mountain region. On the ride up here, we went to this, like, funky, cool diner in this town. Do you remember the name of that town? Uh, New... Middleton. New Middleton. Yeah, New Middleton. Shout out to New Middleton. That was an Italian-American restaurant. Yep. Called, let me look it up. Yeah, they were nice to us. I felt weird for asking to eat outside. Uh, I've been masking it up. I haven't caught COVID yet. Uh, we did these shows, but we've been safe. And nobody's given us any weird looks. And yeah. Um, it's called Green Gables. Yeah, the Green Gables. Uh, that place, shout out Green Gables. And they have these great picnic tables outside. Um, it was like a, a, a family restaurant with volleyball tables outside and a picnic shed. Yep. They had a picnic shed. Like, it definitely had some, if you wanted to have the Cantrell reunion or the Para reunion, you could have there and you could have all your aunts and uncles playing volleyball Everybody and knows eating chicken parm. <laughs> Italian-Americans love volleyball. Yeah. Especially after a big bowl of pasta, you want to get out there and really <laughs> jump around. <laughs> Uh, That'd be a good movie. Yeah. Pasta and volleyball. <laughs> I watched the first uh, uh, Top Gun the other night, and it holds up. <laughs> good transition. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they have that volleyball yeah. scene, you know, that oh, epic oh, volleyball oh. scene. I haven't seen it yet. So that was but the only I'm... reason I brought it up. You never saw Top Gun. The original one, I know I've seen clips of the volleyball scene. Just yeah. the full movie. No. How good is this donut? I mean, uh, yeah, it was a good volleyball scene. <laughs> like, just, it's, it, it, there is some, I think, you know, definitely some sexual tension going on amongst the actors. It's, uh, it's hot. <laughs> you know, shirts off, dudes rocking volleyball. 
Somebody told me a story about that scene. I don't know if it's true, but is that okay? Yeah, go ahead and tell, tell it. I, I haven't heard it. I heard it through Carmen Christopher, so I'll blame him. But he said that Tom Cruise saw the footage of himself, and a lot of the actors are younger than him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just, like, look really good with their shirts off at the time being. They must have been working out, and he wasn't happy with the way he looked so he insisted they do a reshoot and they didn't tell the other actors so they couldn't you know uh, hit the gym beforehand but he worked out super hard and got uh, I don't know whatever him and Hugh Jackman do before they do X-Men you know I think they dehydrate themselves and just pump all the muscle and then he didn't tell them that they were going to do the reshoot but then they called it last minute and he looked better than the younger guys because of that that's Carmen Christopher's story I can't vouch but it's a it's good yeah it is good Tom Cruise-ness uh I could see him doing that I think he might be that type of uh you know if you're a superstar yeah it's uh he I could see him being that into making a movie and making sure that he looks good (laughs) I want to be more ripped than the young guys for all time. (laughs) If this is going down on film, I can't have my cheeseburger holsters hanging out. (laughs) I'm sure his idea of what not looking good with his shirt off is probably a lot different than ours. Yeah. No, there was no... Yeah, But it was still 80s body. So it's weird how bodies contort into... uh, times like if you look at an old playboy from the 80s or the 70s it just people's bodies are different that's true wait are you talking about top gun from the 80s or the new one yeah from the 80s yeah the new one he's like 70 <laughs> but i sure they oh. i'm sure they but nowadays you know you can you eat your, you drink your collagen and you do your stretches and tom cruise has got some probably got some really good stretches probably I'm sure. Because he doesn't seem to age at all. He just kind of, st- well, he ages a little. Everybody ages. I did, yeah, yeah. I did that a joke line, uh, the other night that I said, yeah, that looks better than I do. And he's older than me. But um, uh, they said, everybody I was with said, no, look at his face. Look at his, look closely at his face. You can tell he's getting old. And I was, okay. I I was shut down I guess I wasn't looking closely enough at Tom Cruise's face yeah but you're full of love you're not as critical as some of these people out here yeah I look at the hairline if you got a full hairline you could look like whatever you like yeah a skeleton I still think you look like a 25 (laughs) this guy's healthy this guy he's young spire Uh, you might be yeah homeless and wrestling a trash can right now but uh, he's got a full head of hair. Yeah, the idea of youth and trying to stay young forever is such a weird, you know, I don't fault them, and I guess I fall into it, but just like the Botox and the plastic surgery, it's like, it never makes it look younger, you know? Just more full or yeah. less wrinkled, not time reversed. Yeah, and I think the wrinkles are good. Like, I don't know, old people are cool. Like, the older I get, like, really old people don't give a fuck at all. 
uh, the people that have been through it, you know, and have are just like blessed that every day is alive. I'm talking, I'm talking like '80s and '90s and stuff like that. Sure. But I think there's some beauty and like old people get cute. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like babies and old people are cute. That's true. Because they need your they, their bodies are genetically saying, "Take care of me," right? Yeah. So you, yeah. So I guess a vulnerability comes through that's like natural. So it's like, yeah, I gotta rely on some of you motherfuckers. I gotta change my diaper around here. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Nature's wild, uh, and we're out in nature. We're out in Syracuse, uh, smoking a little bit of Mother Nature. I'm so high that I can't find my bowl right now. Is my thing. <laughs> oh, I had my other one. <laughs> Uh, we're being COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't smoke a lot, lot, but. But were you, did you have any interesting thoughts while we were driving? And I was, I, I gotta admit, I was looking at my phone once in a while. Do you have any? You weren't bad. Thoughts? Once in a while isn't bad, and you're working. You have a show. Uh, you're doing it, so I could understand. You got a, uh, you had a couple issues, and you forewarned me like, hey, I gotta do this. I thought you handled it. Perfectly. Oh, thank you. And you were great, uh, and you even helped me with the maps getting out of New Jersey. It was getting crazy. Uh, That's true. But what were you thinking? When I was on my phone and you had a moment to drift off, what were you thinking about? You know, uh, lately it's just all about how beautiful the sky is. And really? Like, yeah. And the trees, and in the moment, and that I've been doing comedy this long and still doing fun cool gigs and they all seem to come out of the ether so it's just like uh that's what I was thinking about like I and it gets weird because I get so appreciative of stuff and I just think it's my age like I don't know if it's my age or if it's me but I'm just like whoa the sky is so great right now I think it's you I do, I wish all people got older and only thought about how great the sky looks but I think I don't know well yeah, yeah I think but the other flips I think maybe I don't want to talk it into manifestation so maybe death is around the court you know it's just like so I just try I just know how important it is to live in the moment and be it and bring it back to appreciation and driving I'm not great at but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but meditation and driving, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you just ha- with driving, you really do have to zen out, you know? So you do have to, like, be in the moment and, like, uh, like oh, shit. Especially in New York, like, oh, it's oh, always oh. on. Like, so your mind doesn't get to drift that far, as I okay. guess. You're always being pulled into the moment when you're driving and in a weird, intense way. That's good. I thought you were just going to zen out as terms of just, like, admiring the sky, and then I would be afraid during our drive to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you got to watch the road. you got to watch these dudes behind you. We, gotta, we had a couple Smokies on our trail. We had a couple uh, cops. But I stayed the speed limit the whole time. I was good. But sometimes, sometimes I get a lead foot. And I push it. When I had to pee, I, I pushed it up a little bit. I got up to 80 a little bit. Uh, I got aggressive on the on the pedal. What about you? Are you a lead foot when you drive? Do you drive fast? Some people drive fast. I feel the urge. I can't put it into cruise control and just go 70 on the throughway. I feel like 
I have a hard time not making a game out of changing lanes and trying to pass cars one at a time and, you know, moving from one group of cars to another. Not going that fast, but maybe five to ten over and just, you know, I can't stop. It's, it's yeah. You know, it's a good way to drive. I think with driving is like I do get aggressive to get around trucks and you got to make moves and pull ahead. And uh, so you've got to motivate yourself. You're like, okay, I don't trust this. All right, this could slow everything down if I hang out this long. So I think sometimes it's a need for speed is good. Sometimes, uh, to quote the Tom Cruise movie, sometimes you got to accelerate and move ahead and push beyond, you know? That's Instead of just said. like cruising, sitting back at 55, sometimes you gotta, you know, can't drive 65 as Hagar used to say. Tom Cruise said that quote in Top Gun? Yeah, I got the need for speed. Oh. I got the need for speed. I thought he was driving the jet and said, you gotta go fast, move beyond. <laughs> push no. ahead, move beyond. You gotta push ahead, you gotta move beyond. That's a, that's definitely, uh, you know, my self-motivation tape that I listen to every day. My name is Tom Cruise and I like to go fast. Yeah, I like to go fast. In a fa jet plane. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and his first mainstream movie was Risky Business, which you look back on is like the weirdest thing. It's like the suburban kid that uh, gets prostitutes and runs a brothel out of his house in order to get into Harvard. Yeah. And that was like a mainstream hit. Yeah, they want to watch that horny teen get seduced to dance in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then right into fighter pilots and then right into Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> he broke the sound barrier in his jet and that's when he turned Scientologist yep I had another thing like anything to do with the future Tom Cruise is good in like uh, what was that you know Minority Report wasn't that it was when he had, like was like a sci-fi dude I think I saw that too late and it felt a little hokey yeah but I saw have you seen Edge of Tomorrow no, is that another sci-fi thing he did? You haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow? No, no. It's a What's really it all about? good film. Um, I don't I, It's not going to sound good, but uh, he's a guy who keeps... Uh, uh, basically, humans are at war with these robot aliens, which sounds hokey, but he dies and then comes back to life every day. So this is grind, Groundhog Day meets Alien Invasion. But it's it's really good film and the way that they it never feels like uh, tiresome in the way that the days repeat it keeps jumping ahead into the perfect moment it's good wow yeah when did that come out I can't say somewhere <laughs> between 2010 and 2015 yeah I'll check that out um, I'm excited I tried to do it but I, I worked hard yesterday just like dealing with a bunch of stuff before the trip yeah. and then I fell asleep but I wanted to see the new uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series that is coming out on Disney Plus yeah uh, did you follow the Matrix at all I mean not the Matrix the Mandalorian no no are no. you not into Star Wars something about how hard Disney Plus is pushing stuff on us makes me not want to subscribe yeah I like I would do it for you know my sister's got it for uh, my, my niece and nephew to watch Moana. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I yeah. 
I don't know. I've heard Mandalorian was very good though and entertaining, and so I would and yeah. And I saw that video on Twitter of Ewan McGregor in his car um, uh, talking, thanking people for making uh, Obi Wan the number one Disney Plus premiere. Oh, he did. He was doing a shout yeah. out on a Instagram Live. Yes, definitely some. PR person was like shoot a video from while you're driving in your car like everybody does nowadays and make it seem like a spontaneous <laughs> thank you promotion just want to say yeah I'm not into video driving no <laughs> no but it's the thing they didn't even do it in political ads now it just is like it makes people seem down to earth and uh, but very dangerous yeah Driving is very dangerous. I don't recommend getting high and driving. Uh, I don't recommend the phones wigs me out, you know. And even I, how careful I am, I've caught myself, like, getting on my phone while I'm driving. And it's just yeah. such a day. And then you see dudes just talk, you know, working the phone while they're driving and doing everything else. It's like, ugh, too many distractions. you got to yeah. zen it out when you're driving, man. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the great pleasures in life is turn on a good uh, album and driving around just listening to music. Oh, yeah, it's the best, man. Uh, did you enjoy I Now, I did repurchase Spotify just for this trip. I ex-nate them. Cause they, really? Yeah, because they took my comedy album down, and that bummed me out. And uh, But they're putting... I don't know. I'm talking to the label. We're trying to work it out. <laughs> but... Uh, and I was like, and I know a lot of musician friends don't like them because you know they're not paying, and that was the, not paying enough, and they're making gazillions of dollars and paying all these podcasters. It's just a weird setup. But the only problem is, Joe, what's that? It's great technology, man. I missed it. I loved it, man. I might make. I got. I my. I I gave you the junior playlist, dude. My other playlist goes way deep. I'm talking like obscure, '80s hip hop, '70s hip hop. All this dub from Jamaica that I'm into, and then I'm going, I'm going deep on my classic rock, my my humble pie, my Grateful Dead, my uh, jam band, and then I like my heart. I got Bad Brains, I got Fugazi, uh, and we we listened to a little Kenny Rogers today. It was all over the place, but in a great way. Yeah, you gave it a shout out from the stage. I loved. I thought that was so funny. So I so let's first. I made a mix for the drive. What did you think of the mix, Joe? Because I didn't let. I just kind of we went right into the mix, and we. I just was plowing through tunes a little bit. Oh, it was so good. A lot of stuff I never heard before, but like yeah, I hope yeah, it was great. A lot of yeah, it felt. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It was so varied in its musical genre but it felt like I have a better understanding of you from it but like all those genres you just named are in it and it felt uh, yeah a lot of stuff I never heard before but there was one song by Donovan (laughs) and I never heard that song by Donovan and I said on stage that we were listening to Donovan and I asked if there were any other Donovan fans <laughs> now Donovan was a, was not obscure but he was big in the 70s and he was a solo cat that would play the acoustic guitar but also did psychedelic arrangements so he has like there's a couple like I think 
Did you know, what was the classic Donovan tune that you know? I know there's some class, I didn't know, but Spotify introduced to me. I just found it through algorithm and I was like, yo, I'm fucking with this cat. And then I did some research and I was like, yeah, yeah. I like the beatniks. The one they would play sometimes, sometimes they would abbreviate it for radio, but they played it on the classic rock station in Buffalo a lot, that one about Atlantis that he did. And it's got like the two minute long preamble about Atlantis before going into just the, the, the melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's serious with his mysticism. He's like, the one we were listening to was like, Ricky Ticky Ticky Tong. <laughs> And uh, it was all about, uh, yeah, it's all about conformity. It was like early anti-conformity, and he was a little bit trippy. And uh, yeah, he's, I, there's a, I think he might have done like Puff the Magic Dragon. I think. That was Peter, Paul, and Mary, I think. Oh, really? Uh, or there's some so. like kind of classy, psychedelic, corny tune that he did that's like a super mainstream. I haven't heard the Atlantis one. But way what is down. the thing of Atlantis? It's a hidden city, right? Yeah. In the Don't, ocean. You were way down beneath the ocean, down beneath the sea. You can. Hmm. I know it. Way down, yeah. way down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The ocean. There. I forget the words, but it says ocean and sea in it, and a long preamble about how advanced Atlantis was before. <laughs> But what was the deal with Atlantis, right? It was a city underwater. It's a... Uh, uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about it. Like, you go... Oh, really? It gets weird sometimes. Like, I think that they were, like... They were the most advanced civilization of all time, and then they got flooded, so we lost their, their knowledge forever. But I think, you know, they were saying, yeah, they... the. People think they have alien technology and, you know, they had knew the meaning of life, but they knew too much, and that's why something happened to them. <laughs> I think it gets pretty weird if you want it, but I think it's based on just the city that went underwater. And it's based on the fact that the, the, that the Earth is like 8 million years. That's what I trip out on. Like, if the Earth is like 8 million years old, like I, the George Carlin special went into it, it's like... There has been other species before us, you know, living on this planet and evolving. Or maybe we did, you know, I don't know all of it, but maybe there was other things and the rock hit it and destroyed it and start all over, you know? Like we've, you know, because we've only been around, we know it's 19, it's 2014, so we've been around 2014 years, throw some Jesus BC years on there. You know, I'm talking 3,000 years documented, but we, I, I think scientists have proven that it's, 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 it's been around longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Older, the Earth is older than 2014. Yeah. <laughs> but man, it feels good. Obama's still president. <laughs> yeah, I forget that it's 2022? Two. Oh, my God. It's still 2014 to me. It's 2005 to me. Ever, ever since 2000 hit, man, I'm telling you, it just went gray. <laughs> really? Time did. And, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I graduated in, in 95. So everything was 19 this and the eight. You can always say the 80s. You can always say the 90s. You can always say the 70s. But now it's the aughts. 
Is that what it is? It's we're way beyond the odds. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what are we are now? Ten year. Yeah. Twenty twenties. I don't know if they've got yeah. a cool name for it. The tw- the yeah. The Corona twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the Roaring Twenties, uh, but no. <laughs> a little bit. We're getting out of it. And, uh, you know, I just think I'm excited for doing these shows. I'm excited to do comedy. I'm excited for the world uh, opening up, you know. I just think as bad as COVID and all the quarantining and everything that's going on, we're rapidly learning and rapidly, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just learning how to live almost already. You know, I'm just learning how to not be in my head and be in the moment. I know that, you know, the moment is having a moment, but. Yeah. Did you get that? Did you pull anything from all these crazy times we've been through the last two years? Mm. I think so. It's very hard after, you know, the shootings of the the past few weeks to be fully optimistic that we're learning. I I don't want to be a negative guy, but I just... uh, No, you're 100% aware. No, you're very aware of the moment. Um, And I drift off into la-la land. And... uh, but being a part of the moment is being part of these mass shootings that are happening every other day. And the last two has been beyond brutal that you can't even get your head around it. Um, but I guess being in the moment in Syracuse right now does not, hopefully, does not, you know, I don't want to, I don't need to bring the, the podcast here. No, no, yeah, yeah, it's all good. No, I think you're, no. But I think all these things make you appreciate the moment. And I, I have been through rough stuff in my life. And the thing is, is like, as bad as it gets, it's, I, I hate to say there's a good side to everything, but maybe, maybe we might turn a corner on, you know, this not to go political, but maybe we'll get some awareness on, you know, gun control and not just letting every ham bone go out and buy guns like you know buy weed and weed hasn't even gotten legal you got to have a license at least you know you got to go in there nowadays people can go to gun shows and get guns easy you know so yeah i'm not into guns you should um try and introduce the ham bone bill where you have to prove you're not a ham bone (laughs) isn't ham bone a good word yes uh, I it's, love it. it's southern though. Is it southern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, yeah. Ham on the way here. Oh yeah, I ate a lot of ham, a lot of grits, a lot of ham, a lot of grits, a lot of fried bologna. Had a lot of fried bologna growing up, mm. uh, but it was good. All of it's good. I do like good ham. I've I've moved out of it, but like it, when it's uh, what about when you get the full cracked pepper have you ever had that like when you lace the ham and it's like the uh crack that's what how my mom would make it would you put the cracked pepper and then glaze the ham and then what are you like before you grind the pepper peppercorn yeah peppercorn you like put peppercorn all the way down the ham and that oh (laughs) like christmas every day yeah like christmas because ham is so damn good you're like how can this get any better yeah Fresh pepper, I, I talk about this. If you want to cook, it's all about two ingredients. 
good salt, good pepper. If you have fresh cracked pepper, I mean, you can make eggs pop. My, I had the joke in my book, like my favorite flavors are salt and pepper. <laughs> it's true. It's it really good pepper, yeah. Really, and there's a weird smell, to, there's a weird, it's the same kind of feeling I get from a, a fireplace, a real wooden fireplace. Like, I don't know, there's just something smoky about it. <laughs> I want to hang, I feel like I'm, I'm going to make something with a skillet, you yeah. know. I uh, got some raw honey, all of it. It sounds nice. Yeah. I wanted to, my girlfriend is vegetarian, but uh, uh, I've been, I've ordered these packages of 15 bean soup. Oh, yeah. And uh, you make it, but they suggest you, you cook uh, like a ham bone with it. Yep. And uh, I can't. Really? <laughs> well, Otherwise, I have to eat a whole pot of uh, bean soup by myself. Not the worst thing, but I try to make it so that she can have some too. Yeah, because you're making it for you can't do it because she's yeah you can't put the ham bone in because she's vegetarian. Yeah. And I have I've done those things in uh, those 15 bean soup. But the thing is, you got to soak it right. You got to soak the beans yes. for like a day, right? Just overnight. And yeah. I've learned it's worth it when you get the beans and you, like nice beans and you soak them yourself. You can taste the flavor of the beans that are much better than getting them from the can. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and, and but especially a petrified bean is, our, <laughs> is the worst. Uh, you gotta get, but yeah, good. You know, I I'm a big fan of beans in general. Uh, I like rice and beans. Mm. I like hummus. I like um, yeah. Mo- most bean soups. Are pretty good. Veg- vegetarian jelly is the bomb. Uh, I'm not full vegan. I don't believe in labels or any of that, but I, I'm trying to eat more healthy, and, and I, so I try to break out a vegetarian meal a lot, like during the week, like once or twice. And yeah. vegetarian chili is slamming. If anybody wants to check it out. Yeah. You, you know, know what I started doing? What's that? Recent vegetarian option, but just because it's kind of you know it's healthy and stuff. You just uh, take. Do you have Instapot? Instapot. It's like a pressure cooker? Yes. You do that or do it on the stove. It's just a couple of green lentils, a cup of rice, and you just simmer it or put it in Instapot for a bit of time. You put a little salt at the beginning and then season it however you want at the end. It's so good. It's like, it's it's surprising how much flavor is, especially if you put in like curry powder, salt, fresh ground pepper oh um, wow it's really tasty snack or you know a quick quick lunch or dinner oh it's that's really good and then if you want to go nuts you could roast vegetables put them on top but oh. it's really fine on its own it's good it makes me feel like uh like i'm running on good clean fuel yeah man for sure like skip like my move because my mom just would always do brown bread, and I hated it. And she just ate healthy, mm-hmm. but she's living a long life. Uh, but uh, her move, and I've just become her, you know, we just become our parents. And uh, her move was just uh, sautéing squash. So I love doing that. You get the green and the yellow, then you go chop, 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 make them about like potato chip size. Circular, or do you Circular. do it like twice? 
Okay. Uh, circular. Yeah. Circular, 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 circular. Chomp, 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 chomp. Throw them in the frying pan with olive oil. Salt and pepper that and saute that. If you want to take it up a notch, you go, you go onion. You go red onion, but don't cook it. You don't cook red onion. Keep it raw. And you put that on there. And uh, yeah, I got my spices. I just... I hadn't had it. I hadn't had chili, uh, garlic powder in a while, and, and you gotta have garlic powder. It's good for you too, right? I think so. Do you have curry spices laying around because your girlfriend's vegetarian? She just, you know, you go to this, you get in the spice aisle. They got curry powder, which is it's pre-made for you, but turmeric, cumin, uh, some kind of pepper. It's all. It's just blended for you already. It's not, yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it really is, you put it on, I put it on eggs now, and that's really nice. Oh, wow. Tails, yeah. Makes it, and yeah, I love a good uh, curry powder, and I've been uh, doing turmeric in my banana shakes in the morning, and I've been getting it, and this will be the last thing, we'll sign off on this, I'll ask you one <laughs> quick question, because we could go on and on, I think we're up to, uh, and I see people walk, oh, 49 minutes, look at that. Oh, wow. Every minute of spice content is extraordinary. I know. People are learning. (laughs) But where are you at with truffle stuff? Because somebody gifted me some truffle salt, some truffle honey, and then some truffle olive oil. But all little, because the shit is expensive, but it was all like little bite-sized ones. Yeah. And um, it's weird. It's like mushroom flavor. Do you know what's going on? Have you heard about this? I don't know. For me, when the truffle fries are the, I've seen them a lot, and it's just like, I don't know. It's like, we, uh, you know how you like French fries? Well, don't you want them to taste a little bit more pungent? <laughs> I say, uh, I don't know. It's not French fries. You don't really need to, to be more pungent. I haven't gone into truffle real hard, but I watched that movie, the the Truffle Hunters. Oh, I ha- I think I've heard about this film. It's a it's just about the uh, bunch of old men in Piedmont, Italy, uh, who hunt for the the truffles with their dogs, and it's uh, guys who've uh, their fashion is fantastic, but it's just guys who are devoted to it, devoted to their dogs and hunting for them, and it made me want to give it a shot, but also. Uh, yeah. That's fascinating. I want to check that out. Because truffles are, there's a weird thing like in, in Amsterdam, there are psychedelic truffles. Like they are, they are a mushroom. Yeah, it's very neat to hear them talk about it. I don't know that much about them, but it's just from the doctor talking about how wet or dry the ground is. It gives them an opportunity to grow and and how they smell. It's just totally based on the the, the, the natural conditions it's uh, very neat yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I want to give them a chance but also it's like like certain wine it's like like good wine is wasted on me I just need a nice medium wine and I'm happy same as like I would love to just live on salt pepper brown rice lentil like oh. if I could get you know if I could get it down to that that would feel great I don't need fancy stuff <laughs> I know it's, uh, with food and all the crazy spices but 
I don't know. I do like my music taste. Like, you know, I listen to everything. Yeah. And my wife is like, boom, I just eat this. And I'm all over the map. I like to change it up and mix it up and try different shit. Um, but I also like it simple as well. Um, and this has been simple. This has been the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Joe Parra, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Do you mind if I share one joke that feels relevant by my friend Yazan? Yeah, please. He asked me, uh, you know what the spice of life is? What's the spice of life? Spice. <laughs> There's a credit to Yazan. Uh, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is true. Got to make it spicy. Got to make it kick. Uh, it is. That, yeah, we could, could keep talking about the spice trade forever. Because I think that's where capitalism came in. <laughs> we got to get Tomas on that as well. Uh, but uh, shout out everybody. I love you. Peace and love. Check out Joe's awesome television, Joe Parrot Talks to You television show. It's on Adult Swim, and it's also on HBO Cinemax. He's on tour, running around. Go check him out. He's one of my favorites. Joe, thank you so much. Thanks, Rob. Peace.